Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. One thing that often surprises people when they visit western Pennsylvania or the Mon Valley in particular, I'm not sure what impression they have in their mind, but I think it's still uh, hell with the lid off. It is not that at all. It's such a beautiful area, and the verdant nature and the the variety of the streetscapes is often something that fascinates people. One man has been exploring the Mon Valley for uh, several years now, and he is about to publish a book of paintings he has done. I believe they're plain air paintings, but we're going to find out in just a moment. Ron Donahue is an artist. He joins us from his studio in Lawrenceville, and he's got a new book of paintings coming out from the University of Pittsburgh Press that he's been doing uh, in Lawrenceville over the past, is, is it a bit a year now, uh, Ron, or how long? Yeah, uh, I spent 2019 from January 1st to the end of calendar year going to the Mon Valley every, every week to paint on location. And uh, I started in Brownsville and worked my way up to, to Braddock and Rankin. So the, the book is actually titled Brownsville to Braddock, Paintings and Observations of the Monongahela River Valley. How many paintings... Are we going to see in the book? You're going to see 50. I did more than that. I whittled it down to, uh, you know, I did more, of course, and some of them I made quite large from those. These were all 12 by 16 paint, 12 inch paintings done on location uh, as I explored the region. Uh, some of those I made, I used a source to make into to a bigger painting. In fact, you can see. Uh, oh, yeah. Unfor- we're unfortunately, radio. we're on radio. You're this is one, one of the few me. occasions. This is one of the few occasions I wish I was on TV. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're on radio, but that looks like Clareton, uh, uh U.S. Steel Clareton. It's, no, actually, that's the uh, that's a view of the Edgar Thompson. That's Edgar Thompson. Works. Okay, but I did paint quite a bit of the Clareton works as well um ron can you give people your website so that they can see some of your work and we're going to ask you to do that a couple of times it's www.mylastname which is d-o-n-o-u-g-h-e that's donahue.com d-o-n-o-u-g-h-e.com so, D-O-N-O-U-G-H-E. so not like phil donahue and not for those of us who are a little bit older donahue's restaurant uh in downtown Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, huh. That it's a uh it looks it's a funny spelling. It looks like Dunahy. Yeah. Yeah. So so first of first things first, the are the paintings that you're doing and this may not mean anything to some people in the audience, but I think it will. Are they watercolors? Are they acrylics? Are they oils? Are they some they were kind of mixed all oil. media? Yeah, they're actually on a on a on a Baltic birch panel. So they uh kind oh, so of they're a on wood. substrate. Okay. A Baltic birch plywood for, uh cradled which means there's they're they're uh they're solid not on a canvas but they're on paint actually painted on wood I, a lot of people including myself um maybe paint in acrylics or gouache which for for, right. for my purposes they i find it a little bit <laughs> a little bit more forgiving of my mistakes uh what 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 attracts you to working in oil uh oil's really for me the absolute best medium for working mm-hmm. outside it doesn't dry so fast mm-hmm. and uh it's very um, 
maneuverable. You can you can kind of paint it different ways, use the dryer, and then it, it, it's more like acrylic. I just, I've always used oil, so I, I really don't know that much about acrylic or watercolor. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I paint all a prima, which means it's done mostly all at one time. Mm -hmm. And that's just being in front of the subject. And plein air paintings become kind of a trend in the United States and around the world now. It just simply means painting from life, being in Plating front of from your life subject. In, but, but in, out, often in the outdoors, right? Plain air. Right. Plain air means yeah. it's the French for in, in the open air. Yeah. And that's essentially, so I go out all year, all year round. Uh, and so I paint in all the seasons. And that's why I wanted to do a 12-month tour of the of the Mon Valley because I wanted to get the change of seasons in there as well. And I, I sort of dug into a little bit of everything, uh, the industry, the parks, uh, the river, um, the, t the street scenes. I did a little bit of everything, actually. Uh, t tell me a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up in Pittsburgh or, or whereabouts did you grow up? I'm a native of Cambria County. Okay. Uh, Loretto, Pennsylvania. Sure, St. Francis College. Yeah. Oh, you even knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my hometown. I went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania and studied art history, art, art education, and later worked, uh, started teaching, but it wasn't really my cup of tea. Then I kind of became a graph. I went to the Art Institute, became a graphic designer, specializing in book design, which has given me a leg up on when I produce books. This will be my fifth book of my artwork, in fact. Um, so then I, uh, I eventually worked at the Frick Art Museum, uh, installing their shows, working with with uh, people that restored murals and conservators and curators, learning the museum business. And all along, I was I was inching my way into being a full-time artist, which I've done for the last 25 years. Uh, Ron Donahue is an artist. He has a new book coming out of paintings that he has done uh, from life in the Mon Valley. For, uh, 50 different paintings, I think you said, um, yes. although you've done more, and we're going to talk about the process of doing those paintings. Uh, you can see more of his work at uh, Donahue.com, D-O-N-O-U-G-H-E.com, and his book is going to be released, I believe, in March by University of Yes, Pittsburgh it's already Press. on Amazon, Jason. Oh, so you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it, you can pre-order. It's already listed. Okay, we'll throw a link to that uh, on our okay. website at Tube City online. How long have you been painting? When did you become interested in art, I guess, is the question. Well, I, it was sort of a lifelong dream uh, starting in first grade. But I would say it was. A, it, I really made a jump in 1991 um, to, do, to paint full-time. And I imagined it would take a few years to become established. It really took more like 13. Okay. Uh, where I, I was teaching and working part-time jobs, but I eventually was able to kind of make uh, enough decent work to, to provide a living for, uh, for myself and my family. I had two children at the time. It wasn't easy. What, but, was, your uh, first, what I, was your first media uh, or medium working uh, in, in Loretto as a kid? Uh, I would say it was colored pencil and yeah. pastel. Okay. Uh, we, didn't have, we didn't have any oil paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came from a family of eight and uh, kind of a real blue collar area. You know, it, it's actually reminded that's what attracted me to the Mon Valley. I was very familiar with Johnstown and the rivers there and the still industry. And the Mon Valley had a lot of um, a lot of geographic familiarity of with with what I what what I grew up with, even in Altoona. 
you know, kind of an industrial landscape. Even though I was in a rural area, we had lots of access to Johnstown, which, which I thought was similar. But I was, um, yeah, I was painting, the, I started painting rural uh, landscapes. And then eventually, as when I moved to Pittsburgh to student teach at Fox Chapel High School, I learned, I kind of morphed into painting the city. And that really became a kind of a, a lifelong muse, you might say. Uh, let's let's I mean continue that thought a little bit. Uh, Loretto is kind of a railroad town and a coal mining town, is it not? And I, I believe there well, is some Loretto iron work itself in is is the home of St. Francis College, mm -hmm. but next to it is Crescent, Galitzin, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that's all railroad and coal mining industries up there. Okay. So uh, my dad worked on the on the Pennsylvania Railroad for for forty years. Okay. So uh, yeah, a lot of people worked in the Bethlehem Steel Mills mm -hmm. in Johnstown. So it was a, uh, as I said, it was rural with a lot of farming, but there was heavy industry all over the place. You, you painted a few years ago a a, a a painting of each of Pittsburgh's 90 neighborhoods, correct? And I believe those are in the collection of the Heinz History Center. Yes, that's correct. Uh, that was that was one of my long-term projects such as this, where I take an entire year to explore a particular area. It's my way of documenting what we have here in Western Pennsylvania. I've, I've kind of made a mission out of painting these, these projects. And uh, the Heinz History Center found that to be a visual time capsule that they bought the entire 90 painting collection. And it's on, if any of your listeners get to the Heinz History Center, it's on the fourth floor, exhibited permanently right next to the Mr. Rogers neighborhood installation. Let's let's we have to take a 30 second break when we come back. Let's talk about those paintings and then let's talk about your experiences uh, of, of painting these different scenes in the Mon Valley that people can okay. see in your upcoming book. OK, OK. Ron Donahue is an artist. He's based in Lawrenceville and that's where he joins us from. You can see his website at D-O-N-O-U-G-H-E dot com, Donahue dot com. Uh, you can also pre-order his book from the University of Pre Pittsburgh Press uh, via Amazon or wherever finer books are sold if you want to support your neighborhood bookstore. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for business and innovation in downtown McKeesport. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Ron, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you are an IUP graduate, and I don't know if you saw the announcement, but IUP is uh, shutting down some of their fine arts programs. In fact, there was a big protest uh, a few days ago as we're recording this. Um, what, what's your thoughts on arts education? First of all, are you surprised that IUP would be closing down some of the fine arts programs? And second, can we talk a little bit about the importance of, of fine arts education? Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I did not know that, Jason. Is, I find it shocking because they've got a really wonderful department. Mm -hmm. And for, for many students like myself, uh, it really uh, just enlightened uh, our path to be artists. And to uh, there were some great professors and mentors. I, I, I think that there's a lot of good programs in the state schools that uh, with art, and I, I would really be saddened if, if they are cut. I mean, it's challenging for them, I'm sure. 
I, I think it's challenging for for many people, and you know, so so much of arts education depends on critique and depends on collaboration right. and learning from doing and learning from other people as they do. So that that's got to make arts education right now in extraordinarily difficult. Yeah, that that kind of learning doesn't happen very well over Zoom. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> Correct. There, there's a lot of nuance uh, in critique and learning, and I think that happens a lot of times by being in front of learning from from watching. We're visual learners. What, what's the importance of what is sometimes called iteration, meaning doing something and then redoing it and then refining it and redoing it? I, I, I have heard from some teacher friends of mine that they get very frustrated. Sometimes students turn in a first draft and it's also their final draft. How many iterations right. do you go through, I guess is my question, when you're painting or, or creating a work? Well, um, I normally do a lot of these small paintings. I call them my daily studies. And mm -hmm. they're eight by 10 or nine by 12 inches that I go out and I'll do them in an hour or two. And those are seeds for ideas for bigger paintings. And then if I really like them, then I'll, I'll increase the scale to, to much larger paintings as, as big as, you know, maybe four by eight feet, mm -hmm. which I've done before. So there's, there is, I'm, I'm learning about composition, about uh, the, the color palette, how things recede in, into the distance. There's there's really a lot of nuance, and it, but it, if it really works at a small scale, there's there's much to be learned from that, and that it will, it will work as a larger painting as well. Yeah, did you visit every community then from West Homestead to, to Brownsville, or uh, most most of them? Yeah. I didn't. I I think I visited most. I didn't paint in all of them. Mm -hmm. But I, I tried to hit the major towns, the river towns, and do um, – I just wanted an overall view. I didn't want to focus just on industry. I did, I did some of the really – like an interesting house in West Elizabeth. In Elizabeth and then I would do uh, some – I even – I did a fair number of, of homes that, that have been taken back by nature. Sure. Unfortunately, as you know, there's, there's, there's many homes that, that would love to be renovated. Uh, I included those as well because that's part of the overall um, texture mm -hmm. of that region. Sadly, there's you know that's part of it. But I did Kennywood. I did mm -hmm. the the steel curtain. I did the thunderbolt. Uh, I did houses on in Duquesne. Mm -hmm. So you know, people will be it, it'll it's all going to be familiar. I spent a lot of time on eight thirty seven. I'm so sure I'm, you did. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with. With the Mon Valley now. So originally, <laughs> the California University of Pennsylvania wanted to exhibit this, but COVID sadly canceled that. That exhibition was going to be in the spring. That got canceled. And Rivers of Steel in, mm -hmm. over on the south side also wanted to exhibit. That got canceled as well. So the only thing that's really happening now uh, is the book. So we'll, hopefully people will, will see this through there. And at some point, some of the paintings will be exhibited together in a public forum. Uh, Ron Donahue is our guest this morning. You can find his website at Donahue.com. It's spelled D-O-N-O-G-H-U-E. What is the title of the book if people go to search it's on called, Amazon? Yes, it's Brownsville to Braddock. This is the title. Subtitle is Paintings and Observations of the Monongahela River Valley. And that's from University of Pittsburgh Press. It is available for pre-order now uh, if you want to use Amazon or if you want to call your local bookstore. I know some of the small independent bookstores are struggling right now. But Brownsville to Braddock is the title, and Ron Donahue is the guest. Do you ask 
permission? I mean, if you're going to paint this house you mentioned in, in West Elizabeth or someone's how how did you go about doing that? <laughs> well, I did that from a from a park parking lot. However, if 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 somebody's nearby and I think they they are the homeowner, I will give them a heads up mm -hmm. that I am going to be nearby making a painting and I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm not dangerous. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, people are are usually a little worried about a stranger being in the neighborhood. So I, I do introduce myself when, when I think it's important, I've got to be careful not to step onto, you know, like a United States still property. Oh, sure. Uh, there's, you know, you'll be kicked out in a heartbeat. So you, you do have to be cautious of where you're standing uh, and not in anybody's way and particularly not taking anybody's parking place. <laughs> huh. Well, it's not like taking a photograph that you can do in a second or two. Right. I'm, I'm there for two to three hours. So sometimes people will come up to me and really be quite curious and kind of poke, poke their head over my shoulder to see what I'm doing. But most of the time it's just curious folks and, and, uh, and they'll start chatting. That's how, that's how you learn joys and sorrows of a community. Uh, people will, uh, a, a postman will stop behind me in Manesson and tell me the story about, about when he worked in, in, in the, in the mill. And those are, that's for me, that's why I'm on location is I want to be immersed into an area where I'm not just making a painting. I'm absorbing the culture and the heritage of a region. What, what, what are some questions that people ask. I'm sure they're curious when they see you setting up and, and like yeah, you said, you're there for two or three like, hours. Why, a lot of people are like, why are you doing that? And uh -huh. uh, it, will it be for sale? And they're kind of typical questions at first. Um, you know, is that oil paint? Uh, it, it's just, uh, they're usually just an opening to, to a deeper conversation. Uh, a lot of people, I'm surprised how many people say, you know, they know somebody that's an artist and they kind yeah. of relate to that. And then it goes to another level of like, have you been down to that park in McKeesport where all the boats are? And I'm like, yeah, of course I've, I've been there a few times. And then they're, well, there's a really good lookout up on the hill over here. And sometimes that actually uh, encourages me to explore something. Um, what I didn't do in this particular project uh, is ask any locals to give me a tour. And even oh. people I knew from, from the region, I really wanted to, to learn about this firsthand. I really did. Uh, I, uh, my, my partner, Catherine's uh, grandparents grew up in Manesson. Mm -hmm. And that was the first trip we made was to Brownsville and Manesson on January 1st to just to kind of dip my toe in. And she told me about her experiences there, and which was I, this project had been percolating for some time. And the reason I did it, quite frankly, is because I knew very little about the Mon Valley. And that's the reason I did the 90 neighborhoods of Pittsburgh is because when you spend a year traveling around these little places and getting to know them, you really get a sense of wh who and what we are in, in southwestern Pennsylvania. And the, I found out so much history about the Mon through doing these paintings because as you're immersed in it, you're learning about the, the pioneers that came from Brownsville and up and down the river to Pittsburgh. There was just so much that uh, anyone that's interested in history and heritage of the region will, will enjoy this book. It's by the way, it is 130 pages hardback. Um, we we have another break coming up, but I I want to ask: Are all of your paintings of landscapes, or do you include uh, people and animals in the paintings as well? Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about that after the break? Uh, we can talk about that right now, because uh, I'm a landscape painter, so I don't put people mm -hmm. in the paintings. But I did do something unusual in this particular 
project. And, and that was, I featured about eight interviews and photos of people that I met randomly. And I, and I, uh, and I kind of feature them in the book throughout. So I did want to touch on the human element mm-hmm. because I feel like when I'm doing houses, um, I'm inferring uh, the human element that way. But I wanted to get some photos of people that were random, random folks that I met along the way. And I think people will enjoy that. Uh, and I just did a paragraph or two about our interview. And those are featured in this as well. Uh, the book is called Brownsville to Braddock. It's coming out early next year. You can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. It's from the University of Pittsburgh Press. Ron Donahue is our guest. You can find his website and see some of his work at Donahue.com, D-O-N-O-U-G-H-E.com. We will be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up here on Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Ron Donahue. He is an artist whose new book is called Brownsville to Braddock. It is by University of Pittsburgh Press. You can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. Um, but his new book is featuring the Mon Valley, uh, 50 different paintings uh, composed com- on on the scene in Mon Valley communities. Um, Ron, let me ask somewhat of, a, of an obvious question, but I think I know the answer to it anyways. Why not just take a photograph? Every one of us now has a 12 or 14 megapixel camera in our phone why not just take a photograph of these things why paint them well some actually some uh sometimes i do if i'm in a if it's a situation where i the only scene that i can get is maybe standing in the middle of the highway <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know where it's a particular lighting situation mm-hmm. i that but 90 percent of the time i want to be on site on location because my camera, I'm not sure about yours, but it distorts architecture and mm-hmm. it distorts color. You might think it's great, but when uh, your eye is actually a better camera, and it's a better recorder. And I've just, I've been doing this for 35 years. And I just feel like the colors that I'm seeing firsthand on site gets into the spirit of the painting. I really believe that being being there creates something that's, it may not be camera real, but it's spirit real. And there's, I call it the Zen of seeing. I, I know that sounds corny, but when we, we are so attached to devices anymore, but I think it's really important just to study something, look at, at something and enjoy it. And for me, being on location and painting and mixing color and thinking about light and color and composition and meeting people, it's really, I just feel like it's my mission in life and I really love doing it. And people, people then get a sense of that in the work itself, I believe. For, for folks who are in McKeesport or who are from the McKeesport area, they may remember an artist by the name of Jeff Madden. I think he was for, actually from the Liberty Borough area who painted street scenes in McKeesport in the 60s and 70s. And at the time, uh, Jeff was a commercial artist for the G.C. Murphy Company. But um, and, and at the time, I think people thought, oh, this is cute. This guy is painting these street scenes. But these paintings have now become collector's items because they captured moments in time that no longer exist. Uh, you, it seems to me, are, are doing much the same thing. You're capturing moments in time that right now it's like, oh, wow, how novel that is to see this this painting of this scene that I'm familiar with. But 10, 20, 50 years from now, you will have a legacy here of, of having captured something that probably won't exist yeah. anymore. I do hope, Jason, that's, you know, the, the Duquesne Club has collected my work and 
uh, Southern Allegheny's Museum, the Children's Museum. Mm -hmm. I've been very fortunate that people are, uh, the Heinz Endowment has them. there's a number of, of corporations and foundations now. I, I do think that people realize that art is, is a visual uh, history that uh, captures things. And there, it's, it's really, I believe it's my contribution to my time here and on earth. And that's what I can do. And it's, it's been a, absolutely a mission. And I feel like, feel like there's, um, people really get it when mm-hmm. they see the it, it resonates in a, in a way that goes straight to their heart, like, oh, my God, look at that. You know, they've never seen it portrayed before, even though they see it every day. So it's like they've never seen it until they saw it through my eyes. And uh, that that's really very exciting for me as an artist. Did, did anything funny happen to you while you were out there? Did you get chased by dogs? Did uh, <laughs> cats come you know, over and, and, and uh, want to rub your legs? What happened out there? You know, I, I did have a funny thing happen to me in uh, – I wasn't prepared for that question. But <laughs> Good. Now, now that you mention it, uh, I was painting an old bank building in Manessa, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of your readers know it. It's a, it's a, it's a quite uh, iconic building, mm-hmm. beautifully, beautifully uh, designed architecturally. But it's falling. It's like there's weeds on the mm-hmm. eaves. You know, it's just it's the windows are 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 gone. And I'm, I'm hoping it gets restored at some point. But I was painting that. Uh, a section of it, kind of a detail. I couldn't do the whole thing because mm-hmm. I was kind of close to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple young women raced across the street, and the one had a phone in her hand, and she and she held it. An African American woman, and she held it up to me, and she said, "I want you to see what I did. This was an art lesson online, and it was a boat, and it was so random that she was so excited. She came up to share that with me and showed it to me, and actually, it was quite good. And that was the kind of thing I felt like she." wanted to share that something that she was doing with a with you know a quote unquote a real artist that was that was on the street so that was that was pretty funny and random things do happen i you know it's pittsburgh so you meet people that know friends of friends and that's that's pretty common is is there any such thing we only have a few minutes left but i i want to talk because there probably are people like myself who dabble in art but don't are not professional artists is there any such thing as a quote unquote real artist i mean that this this lady yeah, that, was, was very excited but oh i don't know i see uh, some primitive art that mm-hmm. i really like right. too, that that people that aren't aren't you know formally educated mm-hmm. so i don't know i think everybody has an art spirit to them some of us d- just maybe dig deeper into it than others but i did feel like i had i actually have a twin brother identical twin brother and he's a digital artist he once worked for steve jobs designing his some of his magazines so my website is was done by my my twin brother, Don. And so we both kind of uh, had, had this thing for art from an early point on, but I, I ended up doing uh, fine art and he ended up being a, a graphic designer. And do you have any advice? Because there are probably some people who are listening to this now and are thinking, boy, I, you know, I live in Homestead or West Mifflin or Braddock or McKeesport and, or maybe for even our friends who are listening maybe on Bethany, uh, West Virginia on uh, 88.1 what's some advice for them if they feel like this is something they want to try to do in their neighborhood or their community? I would say, just try it. Uh, maybe start with a drawing, mm-hmm. you know, paint, paint is pretty hard to manipulate it at, at, uh, at the early stages of your training, but for drawing, I would say, or marker, I know a lot of people that go out with just a sketchbook and they do it from on their lap inside of a car. If they're too shy or timid about their skills, I would say, 
give it a chance. Uh, I, I've led a lot of drawing groups and, and outdoor painting where, where people actually have something to say with their own work. And they find it that it's like their, their signature. They have their own style and uh, they just have to do it. There's no, I, I don't know if that's good enough advice, but that's, that's, um, I called Henry Kerner one time, who was a famous artist in Pittsburgh when I was just starting. I said, Henry, what, can I see your studio? Can I come and see your work? And what advice do you have for a beginner? He said, he said, son, you're just going to have to do it and figure it out on your, and it was, I thought it was a little cruel at the time, but he was, was absolutely right. Uh, our guest this morning has been Ron Donahue. His website is Donahue.com, D-O-N-O-U-G-H-E. You can see his paintings of 90 neighborhoods in Pittsburgh on display at the Heinz History Center. And you said also at the Museum of the Southern Alleghenies, which I believe is in Loretto, your hometown. Yeah, and there's a show right now that has three, it's a biennial, and that has three paintings of mine in there as well. His new book is called Brownsville to Braddock. It is from University of Pittsburgh Press. It is not yet out. You have to pre-order it. Thank you so much for taking some time with us this morning. You're quite welcome. And the book will be available March 8th. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.